Hey guys, this is Chelsea from I'm a Mess 2, and I also am recording here today with Emily. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have our friend Alyssa, who we actually work with as a stylist at our salon, Lewis and Lee. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout out, L&L. <laughs> that's how you're in my phone. Is it really? Alyssa, Lewis, and Lee. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I <Thanks>. love it. <laughs> um, so I've personally been working with Alyssa for a couple years now because she also worked at the last salon I was at, and she just has an awesome heart. But it's been really fun to get to know her a little bit more in the last year, just working with her at, in a, on a smaller scale at a smaller salon. And we just randomly were like, Alyssa, you want to be on our podcast? And we don't actually know that much about your background. Yeah. Um, but she was all about it. So this is Alyssa. Do you want to tell us a little bit about you and just like how your story, um, brought you to a place where you felt like a mess and yeah, just start there. Sure. Sounds good. Um, so let's see. I grew up in Comstock Park. Um, my mom was a, um, immigrant from Mexico. My dad was an immigrant from Honduras. Um, now that I look back on kind of my life now, I kind of can see, my dad's childhood was a little rough so was my mom's so I feel like that kind of all ties in to how I grew up yeah um but yeah grew up in Comstock Park um and then freshman year of high school we actually ended up moving to Jenison that's where I graduated from and I feel like all the good things started happening kind of thing um but I feel like I don't know I don't have bad I think it was bad in the moment but everything that happened when I was younger I look at it now and it's like wow Right? Yeah. Like, big picture. Big picture. Yeah. And you don't see that when you're going through it because you're just like, oh, my life's a mess. Like, this yeah. sucks. Like, whoa me kind of thing. But now I'm like, holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> like, the people that were put in my life, the experiences that I went through, and, like, now where I am now is just, I don't know, so pure, I feel like, is how I, I explain that. it to my husband. I love that. But, um, but it felt like chaos when you were young. Gosh. Absolutely. Okay. I felt just, I don't know. I, I, I talk to my husband about it now, Brack, and it's like... I don't want to say I didn't have a normal childhood, but I compare it to his sometimes, and I'm like, dang, you know? Like, yeah. is that weird? Like, yeah. I feel like kids don't usually go through stuff that I've been through or whatever, but, yeah. um, so. But it's probably, like, different because it feels normal to you. Right. That's all you've experienced. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I remember when we first started dating, like, some of the things that I would tell him, he's like, wait, really? And I'm like, oh, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you didn't do that, too? You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yes. But it's all good. I don't know. Yeah, it was bad then, but now it's just... It's good. Like, you can see the good that's come from it. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Grew up in Comstock Park. So, when I was middle school, so my dad, he was an orphan, and he went through a lot of foster homes and everything, and I think he never told us any details about some of the things that he endured, Um, but I do believe that, yes, he was abused. You know, I did have, he did tell us a story of when he would get locked into closets or, like, burned with cigarettes. You know what I mean? And I think that was just normal for him so in middle school and I don't know to what extent it went to either like I don't know if he also went through some of the, some big things but when I was in middle school he made the decision to sexually abuse me and it happened for I don't know a couple years and I never said anything and I was just always like I'm scared to say anything because I don't know what's going to happen, obviously, right? I was really young and whatnot. But then it got to a point where he was doing it, and he was very aggressive with my mom and, like, abusive with okay. my mom and whatnot, like, would beat her and stuff. And um, Just your whole life? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, even before I was born, though. And, again, I think this is his, what he grew up with, yes. right? And yeah. my mom came over when she was 18 with her family and met him. Um, 
got pregnant with me. I think she was like 21 to 23. I don't know. How old are you? I'm 28. Okay. Yep. So, um, they met, they got married, he went into the military. And I think, I think what he went through just, I don't know. I don't think he knew how to process process it. it. Mm -hmm. So like the way that he processed it was, oh, this is how I grew up. This is how I'm going to act. This is normal. So I'm going to do that to my family kind of thing. You know, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. That's all you know. Right. 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 So I remember my mom telling me a story of when she was pregnant with me, he got mad for some reason and pushed her down the stairs. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. So like it was just Mm -hmm. something that she lived with. And I think she came over here not knowing any English. He was the first guy that she had met. Mm -hmm. So what else is she supposed to do? They grew up pretty poor. Um, So I think that was just, she didn't know anything. She didn't know any better. Yeah. So anyways. So he decided to do that to me in middle school. And then it got to a point where his like anger and whatnot, he started rubbing or he started taking it out on my little sister. Mm -hmm. My sister is five years younger than me. And I was always raised to like protect my sister Mm -hmm. by him. Yeah. Right. So she was, I don't know, we're very close. And you felt you felt like a responsibility to protect her from him. Yes. Yes. And my thinking was, well, if he's doing this to me, he's not going to do it to her kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Right. Or if he does this to me, then maybe he'll treat my mom and sister a lot better because he's taking it out. Right. But it got to the point where he just no longer cared. I feel like he just he got more aggressive towards my sister. And there's this one time where I remember they were doing homework and he was just yelling at her because she couldn't figure out an answer. And I was like, in my head, I was like, really? Like, you're doing what you're doing, but you're still, like, being mean to my sister kind of thing? Or you're still hitting my mom, even though you're doing what you're doing? So then it got to a point of, um, I started getting angry with him, and yeah. I started talking back to him. I started, like, finally, like, when he would hit my mom, I would get in the way and, like, try to push him away and whatnot. And there were times where, I mean, adults saw what he had done to my mom and, like, wouldn't step in. You know what I mean? Wow. So it was, like, me trying to process all this and try to figure out, like... You felt like it was all on you to, right, to help. Right. Did, did anyone else know at this time what was happening between you? I feel them? like they... No, no one knew. They knew that my dad was aggressive, but I think they were all just very scared of him. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really know how to step in. And my mom just... It was always about me and my sister. It was always to keep Mm -hmm. us safe and whatnot. They actually ended up splitting for a couple months at one point before all this happened. And she got back together with him because of us, Mm -hmm. because she felt bad that we didn't have a dad anymore. Um, so going back, you know about, yes, she does. Yep. So I started getting angrier and whatnot. And, um, and he also started getting less, um, he was very good at hiding what was happening obviously my mom worked in the morning she'd have to leave at 4 a.m and then he would like do something right before i had to go to school Mm. but he was getting to the point where he just like almost i don't know if he wanted to get caught but he was just very like oh it's not a big deal anymore kind of thing yeah i don't really confident very confident Mm -hmm. very confident and that's what just made me mad and i think that's what broke me down so finally one day at school lunch, we were outside and I was talking to a couple of my friends and I don't know what we were talking about, but it was, I think my parents had gotten in a fight and they knew how aggressive he was too. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knew, they knew to what extent, but something got brought up about being sexually abused or something. And one, one of my friends was like, but that's never happened to you, right? And I was just like, I didn't say anything. And they're like, right? And then I finally said, yeah, yeah, my dad's doing this to me. Wow. Wow. How and old were you? I was in middle school. It was right before, yeah, it was, we had um, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade was our middle school. So somewhere between that time. 
Were you scared after you said this? I was, but at yeah. the same time, I felt as... So I was like, please don't say anything. Don't say anything. But deep down, I was like, I hope they please. do say something. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. So day went on and whatnot. I didn't know anything. And I don't know if it was that weekend or a couple weekends after, but we lived in an apartment complex. And then my grandma and uncle actually lived at the apartment complex right next to us. And every weekend we would just go over there and have dinner and cook and whatnot. I feel like that was kind of our like escape from our home. Yeah. So we were doing dinner and we needed something. So my mom had sent me and my uncle to the store to go get whatever we needed. We came back and my uncle was outside waiting for us at his apartment complex. He came up and he's like, you need to go home. Your dad called your mom over and um, there was two guys in suits um, waiting for her. So you need to go see what's going on or whatever. So I go upstairs and I walk in and my dad's at the door and he's like, just tell him that you were lying and that you were really mad at me and you made it up. And like he grabbed my arm or whatever and just like was very, you know, I don't know, aggressive. Yeah. And the cops were in, the social workers and police were with my mom in our bedroom in the back with my sister and they were talking and whatnot. So then they brought me back and it was just me and the um, social worker. And then he just said, you know, we got a report from school. Your friend said that this and this happened. So could you explain, you know, what happened? And at first I was like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to say it. But I was like, I feel like I need to do this. Like, this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like shame? I did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it was like, it was more of how could I let it get this far kind of thing. Yes. I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I told him. And I didn't tell him that it went all the way. I had just said, yeah, my dad has touched me in the past. And that was kind of it. I didn't really go into any other details. <clears throat> so then they are like, okay, just want to let you know that you're safe now. And we are going to bring your mom back in and we need you to like tell her what happened and whatnot. So then my mom and my sister came in and then I had to tell her and just, I remember it was her just yelling, like she got up and then she started running towards my dad and was like, how could you do this? Like, how could you do this wow. to her? Like, how could you do this to her? And he just kept denying it. And he's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything wow. kind of thing. So that had happened. Then they detained him. They took him to jail. And my mom had us all sleep in the living room together that night. Aww. She just wanted her baby. She just wanted us together. Yeah. So we were sleeping together. And then we woke up in the morning. And um, she just lost it. Like panic attack, crying, couldn't breathe. It was terrible. And then so I had called my uncle and grandma over. And we had explained to them what had happened. And she ends up passing out because of how, you know, worked up she is and whatnot. So call the ambulance, go to the hospital, and um, she's just screaming like, oh, my baby, he hurt my baby. And they were confused at first because they were like, what baby, what baby? Hmm. But they were talking about me kind of thing, and I was there. So then that just kind of started the whole journey of, you know, him going to jail, him going to prison and whatnot um, and all this. So we, he ended up going to prison he ended up getting 10 to 30 years he actually got out after 10 wow yeah um i have i have realized that that happens a lot with sexual abusers mm -hmm. they 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 don't give them as much time they don't usually get the max yeah and it's i think it's because it's so overcrowded Mm -hmm. right i don't think they have room for them and i think i don't know if they feel after that certain amount of time that okay you know what I mean you've learned your lesson right like it's all good now and he actually while we were working at Pure Salon and I was assisting Andrea he reached out to me what on Facebook (gasps) yeah and it was one of the craziest things like I had known that he had gotten out and um I just 
I don't know. I remember we were living at our house and door and we were sitting on the um, couch and all of a sudden I get this Facebook message and it was like, um, you know, I'm out. And he's like, I don't blame you for anything that you did as in like me yeah. speaking up or whatever. And he's like, you know, I've, I've definitely served my time and just trying to, yeah, I don't know. I do think I in a way feel bad for him because I know that he had a terrible upbringing, right? Yeah. Like that wasn't his choice. Mm-hmm. And then I just feel like his, just mentally, I don't think he knew how to process things. And I think this is how he processed it. So I do feel bad. And then he went to prison and you hear of all the things that they endure in there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm sure it just got worse. And I just feel like at this point, he just, there's no coming back from that. Mm -hmm. So anyways, he um, contacted me, um, just asking, he was actually asking me just because he got deported back to Honduras after. So that was one of my things. I was like, where, like, how are you talking to me right now? Where are you? And that's when he told me he had gotten deported. And what he was wanting was he wanted, because we saw his birth certificate and his mm, social security number. Yeah. And he was trying to get identification over there. And he was asking you for those things. And at this point, I didn't know that my mom and my sister knew. And mm. I didn't know that he had reached out to them too. Mm, yeah. So then I was like, I called them. And I was like, hey, I want to let you know this is happening. And they said, yeah, I know. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, so what do we do? And they're just like, well, I think it's, we don't talk to him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's not even supposed to be talking to us anyways. So I kind of, I just said, um, because the way that he was talking to me was very much like, um, like he knew who God was now. Okay. Is what he was saying. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. not in a healthy way, I feel like. It was very much of, you know, oh, everything's the devil and don't believe anything that people say and you know I like I'm I know who God is now and Mm -hmm. but he didn't it was I think his it's like manipulative almost or like dark yeah so he was talking to me very weird and just uncomfortable and whatnot so then were you married at this time I was okay yep so um I just messaged him back and I said um uh, I'm not mad at you. I don't feel anything for you. I'm not mad. I'm not whatever. All I want is for you to get better. And I hope that you can mm-hmm. live a normal life and mm-hmm. not do what you did ever yeah. again. Yeah. Because I just feel like he has never had a normal life. Right. Right. Yeah. You have such a big heart. Well, I was just oh thinking. And I just feel like I just, I don't know. It you was forgive him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't hate him. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't have hate. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate him. I just... That's God in you. Yes. I Right. Yeah. I didn't know... And it was weird, you know, because mm-hmm. then my husband, at that time, he's knows that this is happening. I'm telling him, obviously, what he's saying and whatnot, and he's getting mad. Oh, yeah. He's right? like, He's, he's like, so protective. mad. Yes. yes. He's like, what are you doing? Like, stop talking to her and, like, you know, like, getting very mad. And I'm like, I don't. In a way, I felt sad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, he doesn't deserve that either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just nothing. Yeah. So that ended. Um, so that was it with that. So then... Um, you haven't heard from him again? Haven't heard from him again. Wow. Nope. Haven't heard from him. Um, I did, actually. I created a fake Facebook and, like, friended him, pretending oh, to be someone yeah. that yeah. lived in his area. So you could, like... So I could kind of, like, yeah. keep an eye on yeah. him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, like... Ugh, it was one of those things where I was just looking through his stuff, like, what he posted and who he's following, and it's just... I don't know. You can tell he hasn't changed. Yeah. Yes. He's right. messy. Yeah. He's messy. Mm-hmm. He's very messy. He's following young women still. And, oh, you know, yeah. just the stuff that he posts mm-hmm. is like, okay, this is not okay. And I actually ended up 
deleting it and stopping it because I think it got to a point where I was kind of being obsessive with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Like I would constantly be scrolling through his pictures constantly. My husband was like, you just need to stop. Yeah. There's no. It's not healthy for It's you. not healthy. Mm-hmm. There's no point in it. So yeah, that was that. So once that had happened, um, my mom became a single mom, right? We were living in an apartment. She couldn't afford that apartment. So we ended up moving in with my um, uncle and grandma who lived mm, right next yep. door to us. Yeah. In a, it was a two bedroom loft. Oh my goodness. So it was my uncle, my grandma, my mom, us two kids. And then wow. we actually um, had my other uncle had to move into because of some things that had wow. happened. So we were all living in this apartment, but it was the best time I feel like Aww. of our life. <laughs> Me and my cousin were talking about that this weekend actually. And we're just like, that was, I don't know. That was the best time yeah. ever. Right. Yeah. So we were all living in this apartment for I don't know how long. It was it must have been the year right before freshman year of high school because my mom just couldn't live in that area anymore yeah. because of what happened. Yeah. So she's like, we need to leave, we need to go somewhere fresh. So my uncle's um, girlfriend, my Aunt Karen, they've been dating for years and years and years, had a house in Jenison and um, she had offered us to move in with her yeah. so we all did we all wow. packed up and we all moved to Jenison wow. and we all lived in the basement and again I feel like it was just the best time of my our life wow you know she yeah. had a pool and we were all together all the girls and cousins we were, were together safe. we, we felt, were safe yeah. by family and whatnot Aww. so everything was going well um but the only thing was so it so it was like kind of a domino effect so that had happened we had to move and then um my mom was working on getting her citizenship through my dad. Okay. But once he went to prison, he she divorced him. So yes. that ended oh, that. So she no longer okay. was able or qualified for that. Yeah. So she was working, but where she was working, obviously she didn't have her citizenship. So eventually she lost her job. Mm-hmm. So then that happened. Shoot. I know. So then thankfully we were living with my aunt. Yeah. And they were, I mean, I don't know where we would be without her. Wow. You know what I mean? She's like one of those people yeah. that's like, Steadfast. Yes. And, yep. and who is she related to? Your mom? She's, so she's my uncle's, my mom's brother's okay. girlfriend. Right. Okay. Wife. Okay. They're not married, yeah. but they're basically yeah. married. They've yes. been together since I could remember. Yeah. She's been in our life forever. Um, so yeah, she lost her job. And then, I don't know, I went to school. Jenison didn't know anybody. And I just felt like, like an outcast. Yeah. Right? I feel like yeah, at that point, like brand new everyone has their like groups, their cliques and whatnot. And what year was this of school? Ninth. Okay, nice. Freshman oh, that's year. so hard. Freshman year. I know. And Ugh. I hated it. And it got to a point where I was just, like, I would eat lunch and I would go sit in, like, one of the entrances under a stairs. Because I didn't, mm. you know what I mean? Like, that's I didn't know so anybody. Sad. I didn't, like, talk to anybody. But I feel like, yes, I would talk to people. Like, I would say hi. And, like, I was very friendly and whatnot. Yeah. But I just didn't have, like, friends in that way. Yeah. So I feel like that was kind of the beginning half of my freshman year. And then it got to a point where I just was very, I got depressed and I would get mm-hmm. home and I would just, I'd take a bunch of pain pills mm-hmm. and I'd be like, okay, if I fall asleep and I don't wake up, it's fine. But I would never take enough that I know that yeah. it would actually happen. Right. It was more of me just like doing numbing that. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Where I would just, you get the pain pills? It would just be like um, migraine pills, like oh. bare migraine pills. Yeah, I would yeah, take a yeah. big freaking handful of them oh, and word. just drink them and just fall asleep because I just get so relaxed. So I'd get home, I'd do homework and then I'd fall asleep for the rest of the night. And then wow. I would just wake up and, do and it nobody again. knew that this was going mm-hmm. on. Okay. Mm-hmm. No one knew that was going on. And then 
I don't even know what happened after that. Um, Did you ever get counseling for stuff? So, yeah. So, that's a part of it. So, a lot of people always ask me, like, why are you so just, like, happy? Yeah, how are you? How are you who you are? And it was always – so, yes, I had to go to counseling through the YWCA downtown. And I did my personal – just me and my counselor – me, my sister, and the counselor, and then group counseling with girls that also went through something similar. And I feel like every time I did the group counseling, I always felt like what other people went through was worse than what I went Mm. through. So I think that's, and that was my mindset for the longest time. And I think that's what kept me going was like, it could be worse. Yeah. It could be worse. Oh, wow. So it actually, it like benefited your, your mind. Yes. Like I, and that's how I just looked at things all the time. Cause I mean, there was girls younger than me, Wow. you know, and then it affected them in ways that it didn't affect me. Like they couldn't bounce back from it Yeah. or, um, they got pregnant. You know what I mean? Wow. Like girls yeah. my age. So I was always like, oh, it's way worse. It's way worse. Like, what am I even doing here kind of thing? Yeah. So I just always kind of kept that mindset with things. And I think every time something bad happened, I was always like, oh, I mean, it could be worse, I guess. It could be worse. So then jump forward. I don't know when, what time frame it was. It was in high school. I met my best friend, Alyssa. Okay. And then I met Brock, my husband. Okay. And hey, I, at Jenison. At Jenison. Okay. And me and Alyssa, I think we're just... We were opposite, but completely the same. So I think I that it. helped me. Yeah. And she well, got, you needed a friend, I needed right? someone, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, I don't even know how we started talking, but, I mean, we clicked right away. And, you know, she I told her everything that happened with my dad at one mm-hmm. point. We were in spring break and crying on the bed, you know. Aww, and wow. I don't know. It was it was huge. And then I and met she, my like, boyfriend. She, like, listened to you. She did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. And she, you know, I think she had kind of... Um, not the most perfect upbringing, right? Like, she had some weird things happen yeah. and whatnot. Like, not like that, but you know what I mean? So yeah. I think she kind of understood me in a way that I think other people might not understand yes. me and yeah. didn't judge me in any way yeah. for it. I just felt very safe with her. Mm. And her and my mom got really close, you know? Oh, like, she became part it. of the family. I love it. So, so sweet. Yeah. So then, she, unfortunately, she ended up moving. Um, I don't remember when it was, but by this time, I had already been with Brock for a while. And he was kind of my safety, mm-hmm. I guess, right? So everything just seemed really good. I mean, my mom was working at a couple of greenhouses. She was really happy because she was like, she has a green thumb. That was I just yeah, her being outside with flowers. Yeah. That was just her thing. She loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, I got a job. Um, Brock and I were doing well. Everything was going very well. I graduated. I actually ended up moving out of Karen's house, my Aunt Karen's house, and then moving in with Brock at one point. Okay. Because me and my mom were butting heads. Yeah. And I think I was just an age thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Right? I was just like, oh, I'm an independent <laughs> woman. I know how yes. to live my mom, life. Don't like, tell don't me tell what me to what do. to do yeah. and all this stuff. So <laughs> ended up moving in with him and everything was going fine. And then, um, so up until this point, I was very, like I had, I feel like I had a connection with God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I never, I was very confused about yes. it. It, it was like never clear personal. to me. Yeah. It was, I was, until recently, I felt like I saw God as like, I don't know, like this big scary man up there judging mm-hmm. me and yeah. like he sees everything that I've done wrong and there's no way I can go to heaven. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's how I saw it. Yeah. Like I didn't see it. It didn't Aww. feel very safe or good to me mm-hmm. in a way. And I don't know. And wow. You know what I mean? It just, I was very confused too. And I would just always question things like, obviously this is happening because 
I did something wrong. Yes. Or, okay. you know what I mean? I think a lot of blamed. people think that way. Right. Honestly. Right. Yeah. And it's sucks to yeah. think that way during that time, especially yes. when I feel like you don't need that. Right. Yeah. Like you right. do need. Like we all know our brokenness maybe. So then we just like self-impose our yeah. own thoughts about ourselves right. based on. And make it worse for no reason. Yeah. Like yeah. it makes no sense mm-hmm. until at that time, until now when you're looking back at it, you're like, right. okay. Yeah. So things are going well, and then all of a sudden my mom just starts getting, um, she starts complaining about feeling weird pains and like weird movements in her body, and like she was always that one where me and my sister would laugh about it almost and be like, "Mom, you're fine. Like, okay, stop. You're yeah, okay. she like almost was hypochondriac. Yes, kind of. You very much thought. so. Yeah. Yes. So I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad because then Brack, you know, he understood her mindset on that stuff too so he would be like oh she's fine just have her go to the doctor and get a checkup and whatnot so um she went to the doctor and it ended up that she had two large fibroids attached to her uterus okay so that was like the first weird thing that happened with her health i don't remember what year this was it's all blur so they're like, oh, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Um, just be a, like an hour surgery and we can get them removed. So we get there and the surgeon comes out, talks to us what they're going to do and whatnot. And me and my sister are in the waiting room. They go to surgery and hours pass, like hours. Oh, yeah. And we're sitting there and like you can just feel, right? Yeah, you're like, what? It should so, be like this. It should, it should be, be like this. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it was like maybe an hour or two hours and it's been hours. So then finally a surgeon comes out and you can just tell she's like, her mouth dry and like you know what I mean it just didn't feel good so she comes out and she's like oh I'm so sorry we got in there and it ended up being much worse than what we thought she said the fibroids I don't remember what size she had said but she had said something with her hand and it was huge and she said I couldn't get it out she said I needed Mm. to go get a specialist and that's what took so long (gasps) so they ended up taking those things out and it was actually fine after that right like everything was okay. okay they removed everything down there so she did start like um, I think it was menopause or something. Okay. Like oh, stuff okay. started happening. Yep. Like started yeah. hot flashes and whatnot. Yeah. So she was always kind of feeling weird after that. And then, but after that though, she just would always complain of like something's not right. I know something's not right. Like I can mm-hmm. feel something's not right. And we're like, oh, you're fine. Like no big deal. I don't remember how many months. Oh, it was a year after actually the whole fibroid thing happened. We had to take her to the hospital because she felt like she was having a heart attack mm. and she felt like she couldn't breathe. So we took her to the hospital and then they did an x-ray and I don't remember, I think they had said she had fluid in her lungs. So they had to oh, remove no. that fluid. Oh, no. So that That's was usually a sign though of. Yes. Yeah. So they didn't make it into like a big deal. They're like, we just need to remove this fluid and kind of see what's going on in there because mm. they couldn't see what was going on. In, well, it was in her lung, right? So they couldn't see what was going on in the lung because of the fluid was in the way okay so they're like we need to go in there remove it and see what's happening so the day of the surgery it was um my my husband brock my sister my mother-in-law actually came and then my sister's boyfriend ended up showing up a little bit later but i mean it was hours that we were there we're just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and then the surgeon came out and then, um, well, the nurse came out and she's like, all right, we're going to take you into one of those because they have mm-hmm. like the personal mm-hmm. little rooms and whatnot. Yeah. You're like, cool, cool. Okay. All right. She's like, all right, we'll stay in here and the surgeon will come out in a second and talk to you and like let you know what's going on and whatnot. And I'm like, okay. So he comes in and he's like, um, he was very, and that's another thing. So all the people I feel like were placed into my life yeah. for a reason. And he was definitely one of those people. Mm-hmm. He was Aww. very, you know, 
he wasn't cold. I feel like when you're in that profession, you kind of have to start being not cold, mm-hmm. yeah. but you know, you, you can't get your emotions. Yes. Like, you're you can't professional. Get too, you have to yes. be like, yeah. So yes, he was that in a way, but he was also compassionate mm-hmm. and he knew that this was a big deal mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? So he said, I'm going to be very honest with you. And he said, um, they found a lot like tumors around her whole lung lining. Right. And then he's like, um, she probably won't make it past six to eight months. Wow. Yeah. And that was huge. So he was just very, um, Mm. very like matter of fact about it. Right. And, um, at this point she was like still waking up in one and she didn't realize like she didn't know. She didn't know yet. Okay. So, and I've always been that one to like, in the family, I've been the one to have to, you know, share what's going on with my mom or, yeah. like, kind of be in charge of that kind of stuff. You're, like, the second mom. In the, right. Yep. So then I was the one who had to call, like, my uncle and, like, tell him what was going on and tell mm-hmm. my other uncle what was going on. My grandma had to, like, kind of be explaining what was going on and whatnot. So then mm-hmm. everyone came and, like, saw her. And mm-hmm. we were all in the, the hospital room and um, we were had to, like, explain to her, you know, like, they went in there and this is what they found and they ended up saying that it was asbestos mm-hmm. or it was from asbestos oh, wow. um, from her last surgery no they don't know where she got it from oh my god they don't know like um oh, what's a cancer called that you get from asbestos now i don't even know what it is but it's like a specific kind yeah wow um, gosh, I don't remember what it is, but you get it from being exposed to asbestos for like long periods for of long time. Periods of time. Wow. And obviously she didn't know. And she always had like weird, odd end work cause she was an immigrant. Yeah. So yeah. she would just do random things wow. and we would think about it. And it's so crazy. Cause then, you know, after she had passed from this, I was doing research and trying to figure out where it could have been. And my dad was in the Navy mm. And apparently in Navy um, bases, it was very common for them to use asbestos and whatever. So I'm like, is that where it came from? But wow. I would have no idea how yeah. to figure that out. Wow. So anyways, um, everyone gets to the hospital. We have to explain to her what's going on and whatnot. And I kind of feel like she just already knew. Yeah. You know? Like, she just Because she had had a she feeling for always a while, had right? This crazy feeling. Yeah. And so we were obviously very upset about it. And um the next steps were her getting chemo and um ending up removing her one of that that lung wow and then removing all of the tumors that were attached to it and everything so that was the next step (sighs) same surgeon and whatnot um surgery came he did it he came out and he was just like that was the best surgery I think I've ever done in my whole life He's like, I don't think I've ever had surgery gone that good before. Wow. And he said, I think I got every single last piece of what was causing the cancer and whatnot. And So there was hope. There was hope, Mm -hmm. right? But I think there was hope, but in the same time, you can't cure it. Yeah. The type of cancer that it was. I I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, that's okay. So I think he kind of knew, like, this will buy her some time, but probably not as much as what you think you'll get. So then the next steps were um, chemo to make sure nothing else came or, like, to get rid of whatever he couldn't grab. So she went through that, and I don't know. I think now, looking back at it, because we were all like, oh, you have to do it. Like, you have to do whatever you can, right? But us not knowing that she wouldn't actually survive past that, I don't think we would have her do it. Yeah. You know, but it was just hot mess. So so she was going through chemo or whatever. I was pregnant. I think I had just had Willow. And so she was a newborn baby. And mm-hmm. then 
my sister had just announced that she was pregnant and like I don't know like all these good things were happening but you mm-hmm. couldn't be yeah. excited for it kind of thing but she got so sick she yeah. got so sick she like I took her to the ER at one point because she said she was in just so much pain and like she couldn't mm-hmm. take it anymore and we got there and it was so packed that they couldn't oh my gosh. bring her in on time or whatever and that was I think the first time that I broke down about mm. it because we ended up leaving yeah oh no she's you like couldn't. I need something I yeah. need something and I went up there at one point and I was like you know is there anything that you can do for her and they're like no we can't because such and such I'm like okay and we left and I just started crying and she's just like it's fine it's okay and I'm like no it's not yeah so, you're like how mm. do I help you right yeah so um we ended up going to another hospital and it was fine after that but anyways mm. she just got really sick and I don't know I think she had maybe like a week I think good right because she had I don't remember how many chemo treatments but it was a constant thing and every time she got in it she just got worse and worse Mm -hmm. and worse and I think she wanted to stop it but she didn't yeah because Because she wanted to give you guys hope yeah so um she went through all that and then it got to a point where she just couldn't like I think the chemo was just I don't know it I don't want to say killing her, but yeah. it was not yeah. helping. Yeah. Like her, it wasn't her helping. quality of life yeah. wasn't. No, like yeah. she couldn't shower. She couldn't stand Aww. up. She was nauseous all the time. Like she couldn't, she just stayed in her room. She was on oxygen. So that was going on. I don't remember for how long. And then um, I came, there was a day that she said she couldn't take it anymore. And it was COVID. Mm. So my sister had her drop her off and no one was allowed to go oh in there with gosh. her. And um, she went in. And I don't remember what they said. Something happened. I don't know if it's coming back. Or she had a, um, something in her neck. Mm-hmm. So that's what they were looking into. And they were going to do surgery into it to, like, look to see, like, what's going on. So at this point, we didn't obviously realize that it had just spread. Like, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So she goes in. And we're trying to call her and talk to her and her cell phone. But obviously, we can't get a hold of her. So we don't know what's going on. And, um... I know it's just it was I think that was the worst part of everything you know so that was happening so um there is a point where she had called us and she said um they're giving you permission to come up and see me because at that point they weren't letting anybody in because of COVID and I was like okay like is it just who can go in and she said they said that you can take turns okay and that was another thing her doctors were just incredible yeah i mean they were not letting they weren't letting anybody in so that day me and my sister went and we went we took turns so i talked to her and like i left that day and i remember because i i had asked her you know do you want to make a video and just say hi to everybody and whatnot so i did we recorded Mm -hmm. something and whatnot and we just talked for a little bit and everything and i left that day and i was like oh my gosh she's fine like she just she was talking normal she was like making jokes, like yeah. you know how she usually is and whatnot. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be totally fine. Yeah, no big deal. So I get home, and then I think it was a couple of days after she had her surgery, and um, the doctor called me, and she's like, you need to get here right now. And I'm like, okay. She's like, your mom coded. So um, I was like, okay, I'll be there right now. And I remember I was like, I was living with Brock, and we were in the basement, and I don't know, I was nursing or pumping or something, and I just like I got up really quick, everything spilled everywhere. I was oh like, okay, God. okay, I didn't know what to do, so got to the hospital and then she was just connected to the machine you know so that was the couple of days before was the last time that I talked to her wow. or that she said anything to anybody because she was not when you went back you couldn't you couldn't wow. she was sedated um 
they had her on a breathing machine. Um, so we stayed there. I stayed there for, I don't know, I think it was three, four days. And they just kind of, they didn't know why she coded wow. after their surgery. They didn't. And I just feel like she just couldn't anymore. Yeah. Like her body couldn't And maybe she was ready. Like she saw yeah. you guys in a good yeah. state and wanted yeah. to remember her that way. Oh. So they were doing whatever they could. Um, you know, they would, I don't know do a bunch of different stuff to try to get her to wake back up and whatnot and um how long ago was this how long ago was this my word um it was covid so two COVID. years yeah not even yeah like mm-hmm. the beginning of covid here yeah okay yep so um i was there with her for like three four days and then finally you know because they can't say she's not gonna make it wow there's nothing yeah. more that we can do kind yeah. of thing they wouldn't say that to me but they just kept saying you know, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this, but you could tell it was, there's yeah. really nothing that we'll yeah. be able to do to have her have a good life, you know. So then I was, we talked to a counselor, social worker and whatnot. And then at that point too, I was alone, but um, they had asked me, do you want anybody else to come up? And I was yeah. like, yeah. So I called my sister and my aunt Karen. Yeah. Because my uncles and everything, they they can speak English, but they can't really understand yeah. it very well. Yeah. So I needed like Karen there to like help me, you know? And, um, it was just, it was basically like, you need to make a decision whether wow. we unplug her, or, yeah. you know, keep on going and whatnot. So I feel like that was a big decision. Cause I feel like I was the one that made that decision. Yeah. Right. So we made the, we we're like, okay, there's, she didn't want this. Yeah. She had talked to, she, yeah. Talk, talk to us about it and that's not what she wanted and um so yeah they disconnected her from everything wow. it was me my aunt karen my uncle was able to come up hurl this brother yeah, and wow. my sister and we just waited and it was just i don't know it was the craziest thing wow. i just and so it was happening they didn't even have her heart monitor on so we couldn't even tell like when she actually passed mm-hmm. you know but um we were just kind of watching and we all took turns like talking to her mm-hmm. at the very end and whatnot but she couldn't respond she couldn't yeah. do anything so um so we we're just sitting there and it happened and obviously we're all like bawling your eyes out and crying mm-hmm. and whatnot but like it felt good yeah you know yeah i just feel like, like you had a peace yeah yeah and she just i just feel like she just had such hard life yeah mm-hmm. so that happened mm-hmm. and at that point i feel like i was you know i was always oh it could be worse it could be worse but that was my worst, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. So it got to a point where I was like, oh my gosh, like what the heck? Like how is this happening? Like why? Yeah. How could God let this happen? Yeah. Was what I was at, yeah. right? So um, I was like questioning it. I just felt terrible. I felt like I was to blame because I made the decision to like not try and keep on yeah. going. Yeah. And I felt like, oh my gosh, you know, like, I'm the reason why my sister doesn't have a dad and now she doesn't have a mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, all that stuff just kept so much going. Blame. And yeah. then I just felt this anger towards my dad. Like, I instantly, what I wanted to do was call him and be like, you killed my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted, I don't know why. I just was like, you could have given her such a better life than what you gave her. And mm-hmm. now look at, like, you did this to her. So, I just it got so, so bad. It just got, I, I just questioned everything. I couldn't see, like, you know, I just had my kids, and then I found out I was pregnant oh a couple months after, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I was happy, but I wasn't happy. So I feel like I was in a very, like, doom and gloom kind of mm-hmm. a state of mind. And um, so then I just started to, like, 
try to read the Bible and I would read it and it just wouldn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't grasp what it was saying. So then I would read all these books, right? Like all these books on people's um, journeys to finding God and stuff. And I'd be like, but I don't get it. I don't feel it. Um, and then slowly I just felt like when I started looking back at things that we've been through and like the people that were in my life, mm-hmm. I was like, that's God. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And it slowly just started to like relieve, I yeah. guess, what I was feeling. Wow. And then recently, and this is going to sound really weird, but a couple, I don't know, maybe a month ago and whatnot, I had a dream that my mom was there. Aww. And it was, I don't know, I woke up and I was just like, oh my gosh, I talked to my mom. I Aww. talked to my mom, right? Like the feeling that I got was her. Yeah. Wow. And it was just one of those things where she like went through everything that I had inside of me that wasn't good, right? Like my guilt, yeah. you know, I felt like. I did this to her and like she would be mad at me and then when she passed away my biggest thing was oh my gosh she's gonna like know all the bad things that I've done oh. now she's gonna judge me not love me right yeah and then you know she went through that she's like this you she just went she said you all the bad things that you've done in your life are not you and they do not matter and then I just felt like that grace this right? was in your dream yes wow. like it got lifted yeah so vivid it was incredible Wow. Like, and I tell people that, and they're like, okay, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to sound like woo woo, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was like a gift for you. Yes. Yeah. So, so I felt it lift. <sighs> like, I felt that lift off me. And then she's like, I was always very much like, oh, I don't deserve this stuff. Like, I don't deserve my home. I don't deserve mm-hmm. my car kind of thing. She's yeah. like, you deserve it. Yeah. You deserve this. Right. So I felt that. And it was, I don't know. She was like, she wasn't old. She wasn't young. She was like her most beautiful, perfect wow. self. Wow. And then she just said, um, I feel no pain. I'm happy. She's like, we're, she explained what I feel like we know what heaven is. Wow. Right? Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? chills. You know what I mean? Like what, so whatever she was feeling, she made me feel. And that's what wow. I know it's going to feel like. Like yeah. you like know God through her. Kind yes. Of, like she like shot. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> So it was just, just it was incredible. And she just said, like, you know, we have grace. She's, and that's what I felt. I don't know. Just everything that you think God is, what you think heaven is, what you think is really matters was that in that moment. Wow. Wow. So I just feel like I'm now I'm just, I don't know. So how do I stay in this joyful state, I guess, right? I just feel like now I just look back at everything and just think of the family that I have you know, the doctors that were there. I mean, my friends, my yeah. family, mm-hmm. um, being thankful for that just brings that all the goodness up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just continues. And then I feel like now that I know what I need to do to feel good, it just keeps on happening. Yeah. Like you keep seeing God through things yeah. and people and yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is really beautiful. Yeah. So I don't know. I just... You do know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I do know. And now I just... I have this weird sense in myself. Like, I know that I'm put on here on earth to, like, give people joy. Yeah. Like, I want to be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, naive. Like, I know that there is bad out there. Like, I've been through it. But... But you you almost are a glimpse of hope for people that have been through hard... I mean, like... Right. Yeah, the comfort you've received. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because one day, it's just going to be freaking... Pure and happiness, and you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think that I don't know. It makes me sad because I feel like we're just so far off the path sometimes. Yeah, right. Yeah, people think what is important. 
Yeah. And it, I don't know. I just wish I could just, like, everything that I felt in that moment, if I could just bottle that up and give it to everybody. Well, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been a wild ride. That is crazy. Yeah, but it's been good. We wow. didn't even have to ask any questions. I know. That was, like, just pure amazingness. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's why when you asked me that, that day, I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. Wow. So, that was, like, another moment. I yeah. felt like, okay. This is good. This like is a part of it. I can't wait to hear who get to hear, yeah. like, your story and how yeah. it, like, helps them. Impacts people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And not awesome. even through this. I just think, I feel like through your life, right. you're going to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, thanks, Alyssa. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, my gosh. That was so, like, juicy. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so wow. full. Well, thanks for um, being a mess and, like, sharing Jesus through it. Yes. Like, that's a really big Absolutely. deal. So. Mm-hmm. And being vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So good. <laughs> All right, thanks for thanks for joining us on our little podcast. Beep. Bing bong. <laughs>